gentlemen, I often intentionally now listen to my previous week's podcast a little bit before this one. And while that's a little bit more so for quality purposes, I want to see, you know, what I can improve upon, what things didn't work, maybe if equipment's not functioning right, whatever, you know. Uh, I think it's always good to also get a feel for the podcast. I feel like over time, the podcast like has evolved little by little and the mood has changed. And some of that is very strategically done. Why? Because on last week's episode, you got to have a little bit more of a taste of some of my more like intense sides. Some of the more sides that like haven't opened to you listeners yet. Some of that is because if I came at you initially the way I did, it it it, it would be a bit deterring, I would imagine, for most people. And I talked about that and teased that a little bit when I was phrasing talking to you folks like it's a it's a first date situation, right, where you don't want to open up completely. Like there's a little bit of that. So there's been a, a strategic flow throughout the the history of this podcast. But another great reason for me to listen to last week's podcast is because first and foremost, like having that that week plus worth of uh, stepping away from the project and then re-listening to it does give me more of an objective view. By the time that I upload these things, um, I'm like tired of listening to it. I've listened to it at least two times, two to three times um, for editing, for clipping out things that don't sound right, maybe noises in the microphone. If I'm drinking something like I am right now with coffee, like sometimes there'll be too much lip smacking or, or drinking noises or whatever, which aren't just appealing for the you know, listeners like yourself. I also like to have like a certain cadence when I'm talking because it's more of a relaxed state. You want to have a nice, relaxed conversation. And so I'll cut off some things where I take too long of pauses and blah, 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 because I'm, you know, thinking through the thing. This isn't premeditated. This isn't scripted. This isn't anything of that nature. I am sitting here alone with the microphone, talking to it, and whatever comes out of my mouth comes out of my mouth. Luckily, some of you keen ear folks will notice, like I catch myself a lot of times when I'm saying things that just don't function or don't operate in my brain the right way. Well, I was going to caveat or, or tie to the previous podcast a little bit. I was thinking about this morning, I was thinking about how this podcast can be like work at times, right? If you are listening to this podcast, or maybe you're trying to implement some of these ideas, which is a better way of phrasing that, it could be intense, right? We're talking essentially about an idea every single week, Trying to implement those things, if you find them valuable, is is a very difficult thing to do. It's not necessarily, it's not necessarily like a a simple process. You need to, you need to like go out of your way to functionally adapt and implement new ideas into your workflow. Especially if you're a busy individual with families and jobs and and. Uh, places to maintain and clean and blah, blah, blah. You know, you've got your own goals and your own social life. So it it does become very difficult to implement those things. And I totally get it. I am not judging you for that. Um, But keep in mind that life is long. And if you continue to continue to function in the way you've been functioning and expect changes in your life, that's a hard one, especially if your actions are those of which are bringing you down from the get-go. 
if the things that you're doing are the ones that are keeping you where you are and not helping you stand above your past, then you're doomed to repeat it or worse. So I didn't want to get into a tangent about that. But one thing I was going to, one thing that came to mind as I was, you know, thinking about the podcast was that, gosh, I'm giving you guys stuff every week. And I love that. I love the frequency of it. I still, once again, would like to get back into the interview stuff a little bit. But while I get to do that, realistically implementing anything on a regular basis, on a day-to-day basis, is going to be hard. Or a week-to-week basis, if we're being more accurate, because this comes out weekly. It's going to be hard. So I thought today... Instead of having the grinding mindset and in in honor of last week's podcast focusing primarily on balance, I think we have a little bit of balance today. I think today will be a lighthearted podcast where we'll just have a little fun story time. And so for those that you don't know that aren't in the U.S., um, by the time I would have uploaded this podcast, we're a few days away from, from Thanksgiving, a time to be thankful. A time to think back and 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 think be thankful for the people in your life, for the year you've had, for just everything in general, right? Especially post COVID, this is a great time to be thankful. But for your boy here, <laughs> those that know me know where I'm going with this. I will be talking about Black Friday. That was my holiday years ago. If you guys know me you'll know that I love Black Friday. I have been going to the craziness of Black Friday for probably 20 years, if I had to take a guess. I have been doing Black Friday for a long time. I mean, ever since I was a little puppy, I remember being a little kid and in the craziness of the stores with my pa- with my parents because, you know, we weren't well off when I was young and so my parents were always trying to find deals and I remember going with them to Black Friday and I vividly remember just people everywhere, stuff all over the hallways which made it even more difficult to move around, like my mom having to like keep us close because there's just not enough room, people were hectic trying to grab stuff and throw stuff in the carts. I was there during the craziness of those days right? Even without being young. I remember being a teenager in my early 20s and people just rushing into the store, like pushing in to get in. (laughs) Oh, these memories are so much fun. And just pushing and getting in and and people are shoving and you're like, get out of the way. And you're trying to find out where the thing is. And and then it slowly evolved into like a non-existent uh, event now. I mean, I miss it, quite frankly. Like, I I didn't do jack squat this year for Black Friday because there was just nothing, all right? All the stores are doing, like, week-long stuff because they don't want the rush anymore. They don't want people to just hang out at a store all week trying to get a deal. I remember... I miss those days so much. (laughs) I miss those days so much. I'm a little sad that those are gone now. I, I used to love those. But those days are gone. Like this week, it was this month. I'm sorry, this year, it was just online sales. Everything was out a week ahead. You, there was really no ads for the day of. There was nobody really going to the stores a day of. I went to casually grocery shop for my normal weekly groceries on Black Friday, and the stores were just 
dead. There was really nothing impressive. Nowadays, Amazon has stuff constantly in place. You can shop everything online. It just the excitement, the excitement is just gone, people. And I am incredibly sad about that. <laughs> this was, if I had a sport, this was my sport. This was it. And it's gone. It's gone. I don't mean to be that old man that is like, in my day, we used to walk up the street in a, in a hailstorm to get to school. Right? I don't want to be that guy. But I'm going to be that guy in this podcast. We talked about it being a lighthearted podcast. This is what it's going to be. I think I'm going to give you a couple examples of some fun Black Fridays. And then we're going to talk about how how stupid and ludicrous the situation is. And then we'll go from there. I'll let you guys go on your day. This is a fun Monday because we're thankful. It's been a good year. Don't forget about your goals. We're almost done. And it's just time for some lighthearted fun. So... I and a buddy of mine, the old Captain Ruben, we have been doing Black Friday ourselves for like the last probably 10 years, probably, maybe more. But it's always been a fun endeavor. Why? Because I've always seen it as a fascinating event. It's always made me realize that that thin veil that is society, the thin veil that we all agree to when we live in in the metropolitan city, like kind of goes away a little bit. It gets lifted a little bit during Black Fridays. For those that don't know, I'm going to try to do my best to like vividly draw a picture of what's going on. So on Black Friday, back in the day, you used to get an ad in, in, in the mail or in the paper or you used to go online, right? Right around when it was still good. You would get an ad and you would first and foremost look through the ad, see what's available. Back in the day before online shopping was a huge thing, or the internet wasn't great yet. These used to be incredibly big ads, like 50, 60 page spreads. You know, you had the best buys. The Circuit City, if you guys remember what that was, you had all of those and it was just a blast. You go through and you're like, oh, I kind of want this, I kind of want this. So you start circling things on what you want out of those ads. At some point, if you were real proactive, you would try to go to the store and talk to the employees and be like, hey man, where are these things gonna be? Where are these things gonna be? That's if you were a pro. But if you weren't, you just show up the day before. If it was, quote unquote, back in the day, there they would open up like three in the morning, no, five in the morning-ish, six in the morning-ish. As we got later on to the years, I think that number got closer and closer. It got to like three, 3 a.m. And, and then at some point, there, there was a breaking point where these retailers wanted people to show up like at 6 p.m. Thanksgiving night. And I think that was probably the downhill point on Black Friday because online shopping was already so big and these stores started doing this aggressive thing of trying to get people to go the day after the day of Thanksgiving late night which I'm a gamer so not a video gamer I am that too but I mean like I'm 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 in I'm in for the competition so I was down to do that anyways I mean you have your Thanksgiving dinner and it's like peace I got to go steal boxes from people's hands so used to go, get in line. Let's pretend it was in the very beginning of this. And you'd get in line like early. Like you'd go there at 3 a.m. And you just hang out for like two, three hours. And and there was times where if you were going to a big store like a Circuit City or a Best Buy, there would be a line wrapped around, wrapped around the store. Like wrapped around. If you got there hours, hours, hours later, there would be a line. Like once the doors open... 
All right, let me let me go. Let me let me get a little bit more methodical with this. Let's take it by by years and 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 decades maybe. In the 90s, there was all around chaos. There was just people in a giant mosh pit of bodies that were just waiting by the sliding doors. Like giant groups, no joke. Like you're in the middle of like you're in a baseball stadium or a football stadium it's just like a grip of people just sitting there right people are cold people are frustrated that was problem number one because in the 90s they would open the doors and people would just rush through you can look up articles of people getting trampled potentially dying probably dying because people are rushing in through the doors craziness in the 2000s they started getting a little bit more organized and they started having lines they're like, get in line, and then they would let you in a little bit at a time. In the 2010s, man, I'm sold. So in the 2010s, they started implementing a ticket system where there would be tickets that they would give you, and you would get in line. And after the time hit, you'd be in the store, by the way. They brought you into the store. You would get in line by the thing that you wanted if it was a big ticket or a big priority item like a TV or a computer or something, you get in line and they would give you tickets. And then once, let's say, 6 o'clock hit where the time was, 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 uh, was oper- when they were going to start the offers or sales or whatever, they would just start giving those items away and, and exchanging the tickets. Now in the 2020s, it's kind of like whatever. Nobody really cares. It's not that big of a deal. If it's, if, but if it's like cheap things, they all kind of did the same thing. If, it was, if you were going there for like a Tupperware set, which I've done before, you you would just go, and there would just be a pallet in the center of the hallway in Serrano wrap. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk you down why this was so freaking fun. I'm going to tell you why. And this goes back to the societal veil comment. When I was a young man, and, and actually a few years ago, pre-COVID, I remember the, the Ruben and I, the captain, we would go to, let's say we went to Walmart. Walmart was always incredibly fun because people were just... You know, the people you normally see at Walmart are the people that are going to Walmart on Black Friday. Let's be honest. And you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying without me saying it. You know what I mean? Anyways. And the coffee's kicking in. So I remember a few years ago, um, Ruben and I were just sitting there and, and we're like, I needed something. I think it was like, it was not even anything big either. It was like a like a tablet or something or, or something along those lines because I, it was a, parent, a present for one of my parents. So I remember just, we found out, we got there early. This was circa 20, 2010s when you could go in the store so you were in freezing cold outside. You didn't have to bum rush anybody. And then you, you had to sit there and just kind of wait. There would be a whole bunch of employees on vests and they were like, don't touch the stuff in the cellophane. So you would just kind of wait by the outer edge of the thing, you know, letting people kind of walk in the hall, in the, in the aisles. And so let's say you, we got there an hour early. We went around the store. We're like, all right, this thing's here. This thing's on this side of the store. This thing's on this side of the store. This is more of a priority because these will run out. And then we're like, then we'll go to that one. And then we'll go to that one. That was always the game plan, right? Ruben and I would always kind of game plan and, and look at what, how we would approach things so that we would make sure we ensured we got as much of the stuff we wanted to get and not lose out on anything. It was, it was such a blast. I miss those days. So 
All right, so we get to the stuff. We, we wanted to, let's pretend like it was a tablet. And like, all right, let's get the tablet. So we go and get the tablet. We, we line up by the tablets. And these things are wrapped in cellophane. Um, so it's like a giant pallet in the center of the hallway, and it's wrapped in cellophane, and you can't really get to it. And the employees are like, no, you can't touch that till 6 p.m. And so then you go, and then you have to, like, wait. So about 20 minutes in, 20 minutes in, we go and we're just counting down talking so we're just hanging out and we're looking at everything right and the first thing you do is you kind of eye who's around you're like who's going to be a problem if things just hit the fan right who's going to be a problem start eyeing all the people there's some people that just shouldn't be there all right older folks you know young kids leave those kids at home especially in the 90s should have left those kids at home i should have never been there but maybe i would have never had this addiction if i never went 20 minutes, everybody's all happy. It's f- fascinating, by the way, fascinating. Because in, in you see people, and they're like talking and having fun and joking, and like, oh, we just did dinner and blah, 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 and we had turkey and blah. Yeah, they're having fun. You see people making friends. And, and I'm sitting there with Ruben, and I'm like, I'm not here to make friends. I'm here for that tablet. Oh, sorry, I, I put myself back in there. So then that's 20 minutes in, right? So then let's say 15 minutes in it starts getting really packed, like really packed. And then people start getting really rude. Like if you're waiting outside, just, you know, four feet away from the object so that people can still push through the carts in the hallway, that's going away. People just start parking right in front of you. When you know, when they know you're there for that thing. And that's when I start getting a little rude. I'm like, don't just park your car right in front of me when you know I'm going to get the thing that's right in front of me, like literally two feet. That's a problem. So then you start, you start seeing the tensions rise because people are getting rude and antsy. And if you're a person that just doesn't deal with anxiety well, you should not be at these things. Why would you ever have gone in the past? So then let's say 10 minutes away, you've got the employees going up and down the halls. They're like, hey, don't touch anything. You could tell that people are starting to like trying to rip into things and they're having to tell people to leave them alone. It's not time yet. And then you get people that get belligerent and start saying, it's 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 six o'clock on my watch, right? Those people. It's like, okay, buddy, I'm glad you, you are the timekeeper. So people start getting belligerent. And then around like five minutes in, you start seeing like that primal nature of people come out. And that's not me projecting. That is real. You start looking at the same people that were talking and having little discussions about their dinners and, oh, family came into town and they're from from Rochester and I'm over here, you know, having dinner with them and they're telling me these crazy stories about snowball. Like all these little stories, those are gone. It gets like eerily quiet. Everybody's aware that The time is minutes away. And that's when you see the primal nature of people come out. You start seeing the people that are having those little conversations or no longer having those conversations, and they're seeing people like potential threats for the object that they want. Some of them have already worked it out where they're like, hey, man, what are you looking for? Oh, I'm here for that printer. It's like, oh, me too. I'll get you one if I get in there. And like, oh, cool, man. Some of that goes away. Some of that goes away (laughs) some of that goes away right away and so you start seeing that primal nature of people come out because people start getting very aggressive you you legitimately 
can feel the tension in the room. It is palpable. It is fascinating. It is palpable. And so I remember around two minutes or a minute, you just see people start just going into the cellophane. And people start noticing that other people are doing it, and so they start doing it, and the, the chaos ensues because the employees at Walmart cannot handle it. Pro move, you let those weirdos get in trouble, and if they don't, and they made enough space in the cellophane, you can just easily go and get the thing and then just just go like go into the, the thief into the night into the clothing aisles. But anyways, and so I remember one minute goes in, and when one minute goes in, it's like everybody is counting down 60 seconds in their brain. And then you just start hearing people yelling and screaming, and you start hearing like people just ripping cellophane, and usually it never hits to 6 p.m. It just People just go crazy. And so you get in there, people start kind of crowding the boxes. You know, people that you, like, like women that you don't think are going to be in the mix like this are in the mix. You're like, Jesus. And then all of a sudden, like, you just, you just got to pop in there. You got to pop in there, reach your hand, grab the thing, and get out. And then, and then usually what Ruben and I would do is it's like, he would go and get his thing. If it was nearby me, I would, I would definitely get my thing when I was nearby. So we separate for that and then meet at some place or call each other along the lines. But I remember for the tablet, it's like people reached in and then I realized that people were just fighting over the dumbest things like, like ink cartridges and such. And I was like, what are you guys doing? I'm here for the tablet. I grabbed the tablet and I dipped. And then we, we went around the store and grabbed the rest of the stuff. But that's just a thin veil I keep describing. And it's hilarious because that year specifically, I remember that tablet I wanted. I think it was an iPad. Um, I remember that tablet in particular. Like I went back hours later because I was like, oh, maybe the other parent would want one as well. I went back hours later and I still think they had some. That's when I started feeling like it started going downhill. Oh, gosh, we're already like 25 minutes in. <laughs> <laughs> I could talk about this for days. I miss this so much. <laughs> I no longer have a sport, ladies and gentlemen. So I'm going to I'm gonna try to finish this podcast out shortly to let you guys enjoy the rest of your week post-Thanksgiving. But I have one story, which is the most famous of them all. And so this is my, my Black Friday Thanksgiving. Before I go into this, I want to preface this story, but a couple things so you guys don't look down on me so much. Realize that I was a very young man when this happened. I was probably, I would imagine, 18-ish. I don't know the year per se, but I was probably 18. Um, very young individual. Very, very um, contrasting difference to whom I am now. So don't judge me for this, but I'll tell you guys this story. So I remember this has got to be early 2000s. It's got to be like 2001, I would imagine, somewhere in that range, right? And I remember I wanted a TV. This is around the time where TVs transitioned from the big blocky, like 24 by 24 big style television that took up a whole room. And I had a tiny little TV. It was like CRT TV, right? So it was probably like 24-inch TV. It was tiny. It was a tiny little TV, and it was a big boy, right? I remember I wanted a TV, and, and, and um, it was either plasma or LEDs when they had just come out. 
It was a flat screen. I looked at that and I was like, a flat screen would be freaking sweet. And I could even put it up on the wall. It doesn't have to take up this whole cabinet thing in my room. I was like, I want this. In fact, dude, it was probably even before that, now that I think about it. It it would have had to have been, I don't know. I don't know the year per se, but I digress. It was a 32-inch TV, some knockoff brand I never heard of. But once again, it was a, it was a flat screen. I wanted a flat screen. Also, by, by today's standards, that thing was a thick screen, but whatever. Ultimately, I I don't think, I think Ruben might have been with me, but we, he wasn't, he, he didn't need the TV. And so it was just at Walmart, because of course the crazy stuff happens at Walmart. So I went to Walmart, and I remember just sitting there being like, all right, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? So I was like, all right, I'm going to go to Walmart. We're going to find this TV. I'm going to get this TV, and then we'll get the things you want. And he's like, cool, because he didn't. He wasn't going to get anything, I think, that ran out. So I remember we walked around Walmart because, once again, we got in there early. It was post the 90s, so you can get into the store early, and you can go and, and see where everything is, and they usually put them in the hallways. And so I remember I'm like, oh, snap, I found the TVs, and it was a pallet. And I kid you not, this must have been – like a like a seven foot pallet of thirty two inch TVs. So you do the math. I mean, you you know what a pallet is, give or take size wise. These were like cross cross stacked televisions, right? And I remember, I remember like thinking, I'm like, oh, the cellophane. All right, this is all wrapped in cellophane. You can't really get these. And I was like, this is gonna be a nightmare, especially because the first top ones have to go. And also, in my mind, I'm like, there's a danger here. Because what if that TV gets pulled from un- under you or something, or from above you, and it just slams on your dome? I got a big dome, man. That's that's, <laughs> that's going to do some damage. So I remember thinking, I'm like, all right, I got to be strategic on this. And I had plenty of time. We got there an hour early. So I, I stood once again, about three feet from the television. And that was a year I vividly remember. Like, everybody wanted flat screens. And so people were going to be really aggressive about this. They really wanted that television. But you know what? Your boy wanted that television too. Your boy wanted that television too. So it was the same thing. We got there. Hour early, we scouted it. There's no ticket system at that time. It was like, you get it. It was like 6 o'clock in the morning. They're like, you can go. It was Black Friday, 6 o'clock in the morning. We got there on 5, found the television. It was about 45 minutes out. And, you know, the first 20 minutes, you have to really worry about anything. You're just talking and hanging out with your buddy and, you know, you know, talking about what we're going to do after this and what stores are you going to go after this. And then, you know, 15, 20 minutes before the thing, it starts getting packed. And then you see, like, all these big dudes and aggressive big people that, that got just to the point where they were, like, rubbing themselves on the boxes like a cat does to a, like a like one of those little climbing poles. I was like, chill. You don't, don't put your scent on these boxes. More so the cellophane. Don't put your scent on these things. These aren't yours, weirdos. And so I just remember that just they were aggressive. Like some people get aggressive. Like they put their arms over the box of stuff. I'm like, what are you, what are you doing? Are you claiming this? Are you claiming this? What's wrong with you? Degenerate. So back to the point. So I remember there's just stacks of boxes and there's just a ton of people. And I got to the point in that year where I was like, oh, this is not going to be good because there are so many people that wanted this television because it was a very affordable flat screen. And once again, we're getting into brand new TVs that didn't exist before. 
And so I remember thinking to myself, I'm like, this is not good. This could be a year where I have to really get in there. And so fast forward to about 10 minutes out, you can feel the tension. Like it got to the point where people were looking at each other and eyeing each other. Like, what's what's going to happen here? What's going to happen here? And a little bit of me was just like, I'm here for a TV. I'm leaving with a TV. So all I remember, this happened like a flash. This happened like a freaking car crash. I remember like about two minutes out, people went crazy. I don't know how people, people don't have box cutters. So at least they didn't back in that day. So I just remember people just jumping up like Spider-Man on it and just trying to drag the cellophane down. And at some point, a television fell to the opposite end. I'm like, I don't want that. So then people were like, 6 o'clock hit. People are already getting into the box. Couldn't really do anything about it anyways. People were just too crazy. Those Walmart employees do not get paid enough for the craziness. So remember, the cellophane gets ripped. And this happened so quickly, guys, ladies and gentlemen. I cannot even explain to you how quickly this happened. By the time I noticed a cellophane was ripped, the box fell out from one side, that television hit the ground maybe, who knows. There's so many people. You know what? There were so many people there around this box of pallets that I highly doubt that fell on the ground. It probably fell on someone and cushioned the blow. Back to the story. The cellophane rips. People are tearing up, and I kid you not, ladies and gentlemen, it felt like three seconds and four the first four layers of those TVs were gone. It didn't feel like less than that. It probably felt like two seconds. The first four layers of those TVs were gone. I went to reach up to grab a box, and they got swiped from the opposite end. The people on the other side were very aggressive. Much, much plot to those people. And I just remember thinking, like, within my head, I'm like, I cannot reach for the next set because those are going to be gone. I need to reach below. So I remember reaching towards my hips for the boxes that were there because once again stack tvs all the way to the roof all the way you know eight seven feet eight feet up high and then i remember reaching towards like my hips for the box around there and by the time i reached on there and got a good grip on the box the ones above them towards above the ones on my hip level were just disappearing by the second even faster than that to be honest and by the time i got a good grip on a box i remember the ones above them were just disappearing. So I, as I grabbed it, I slowly looked up to see how many boxes were, were going. And I just remember like, <laughs> I remember an older lady was reaching out for the same television I was reaching out for. Like she was just slowly pulling her hands in. And look, in my defense, <laughs> In my defense, okay, I was a young man, and once again, the thin veil of society is just peeled off of everybody, and you're in this very primal nature where you're like, this is my hunt, and so I remember gripping the box and just whipping it out of the way. She didn't technically have her hands on it, but I, at least I don't think she did. (laughs) It's all very vague right now, probably for strategic reasons, and I remember ripping the box out, and I just dipped. I didn't look back. I didn't do anything. I didn't even think twice about it. I just looked back, and I remember I'm over here walking the giant, giant freaking box trying to meet up with Ruben, and I'm like, where's the card at? And he's like, right here. I'm like, give me the freaking car. I remember putting the, the TV in the car, and I was like, wow, I got to get out of here. And it's just you, you're in a primal freaking mode, man. You are focused and in a freaking just aggressive just tone. And so – 
who knows who knows what happened after that to that poor lady hopefully this is a vivid enough i don't want this to be a vivid memory in her mind because this is good for me not great for her but um that is one of my more famous stories also by the way in my defense in my defense <laughs> in my defense hours later that day i went back to back to walmart to just pick up some dvd sets i think that i wanted and i remember they they brought out like another one or two pallets of those freaking televisions like they had more <laughs> they had more in the back so they had more pallets which is very rare by the way in those days they didn't have enough for everybody so in in those days um they they just ran out and so I went back later and they took out like another pallet. There was a giant pallet full of them. So she she got her TV. I'm not worried about that. I have so many of these stories, guys. I, I'm going to miss these. These are going to be the stories I tell like grandchildren. How sad is that? And that's it. I got to cut it off there, ladies and gentlemen. I hope this was entertaining. I hope this was fun. Um, this is more lighthearted, which I feel like I need to introduce more to you folks because there's when we talked last week about more and intensity and being able to do more there is there will always be there's always ways to do better more to improve to to do just better things right but there is also a key balance and this is today today's podcast is for balance it's about giving you a little bit of fun you know you've worked hard this year if you've been trying to implement any of the things i've discussed through this whole year then you've worked and you deserve a little break, a little bit of fun. This is a little bit of fun, hopefully. Um, maybe next year I'll tell you guys more stories because as I'm sitting here, big old grin on my face, reminiscing, I think back to these and it's so much fun. But I hope this was fun, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you enjoyed it. If you have some feedback, if you want to tell me I'm a horrible person for stealing that TV from that old lady, send me a DM, uh, Life Generalist on Instagram. And uh, if you like this podcast, if you think this is fun and want to share with somebody or, or want more of the introspective podcast to, to, you know, gift those to people, that's free to do. You could just share them. There's a share button on all of these things where I upload this. That's it. Ladies and gents, I hope you guys have a wonderful Thanksgiving and we'll talk next week. Bye.